Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome into Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins, Pat Oni, alongside you for the next hour, whether that's uh, via podcast, via Rumble, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, or of course, at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Mojo 50 Radio. Every single Monday through Friday, we are with you. Um, I hope you're getting used to and enjoying the, the new setup for the show, if you will. Um, we are releasing the podcast first so that you have the ability to consume this product throughout the day um prior to that you know you you got the show and then you had scant few hours to uh consume said product so um we record early in the morning and so yesterday uh we recorded before a certain thing happened and we'll talk about that later because up front we have the best and worst of the week and of course you know the drill by now in the second half of the program we will give you our new richard of the week as well as the Friday fish fry. That's right, it is Friday on the show, so we're going to fry up the worst of the week into that fish fry. Now, Pat, normally we start with our worst of the week, right? Normally that's what we do. But I feel a little cheery and, and bright and sunshiny today. That's different. You're scaring me just a little bit. So we're going to start with um, our best of the week. Okay. And and I think I'm going to go first on this one because I think this okay, will surprise go, you a little bit. But by all means. Um I am going to go with the best story this week being the New Jersey truck driver who unseated the state senate president. That was hilarious by the way. Now, there's more to the story than what the media is telling us, but it is a hilarious story. Now, the media is telling us that they spent $153, or that individual, not they, that individual spent $153 on his campaign. Number one, not totally true. Number two, he spent like $2,000 when it all was said and done. Still, the state Senate president spent over $2 million. I was going to say that that's probably like pennies on the dollar compared to what the incumbent did. Correct. Now the hilarious part is that $153 that they came up with. Um, thanks to a friend of mine doing some research on this. Cause you know, it's like, really, really? Are, are you sure? Like that's an insane situation to have happen. Right. Did a little bit of digging. It wasn't just $153 himself, Pat. Uh-huh. It was $153 spent between three GOP candidates at first. <coughs> so he spent like what? <coughs> so he spent like $50.75 or something like that. Right now, the 2000 came at as a late push in the campaign to get his message out, and it came in like Facebook spending or something like that. I don't think, at least in modern day politics, I don't think I've ever seen anyone do something like that before in terms of money spent on their campaign. Normally, normally you're spending a pretty penny um, on a campaign; it's not cheap. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe I could see $50,000 or something like that being pretty normal right. in a mm -hmm. state senate or a state assembly or a local council person or whatever campaign. 
but to win it against the sitting state Senate president. Now, the other part of the story, Pat, is that his own party tried to oust him twice. That's how unpopular this dude was. Can, can we just talk for a second that this is in New Jersey of all places? I mean, this might happen in some podunk town in like Indiana or something like that, mm -hmm. right? You know, like out in the middle of nowhere or, or maybe even here in Utah. You know, I could see something like this happening. This is New Jersey. Mm -hmm. A state where, I mean, it's pretty left. It's pretty blue. I mean, that it's one of the bluer states in the country. Um, it's New Jersey that he pulled this off in. If that doesn't make this funnier, I don't know what does. It, it, this is just as odd as all can get out. Yeah, and then you got the uh, the governor's race in that state, which apparently is now too close to call again, um, even though that they've called it in the media. But uh, Jack Chitterelli is refusing to concede in New Jersey. And once again, we have a key Democratic stronghold county with a voting snafu. Of course there is. Does oh, that mean there's anything nefarious? There no. Hmm. It could just be that a machine malfunctioned, right? In in yeah. vote counting and vote tabulating, it happens. May I suggest, and I and I and I've said this since basically the inception of this program. May I humbly suggest that we do one thing. And and hear me out, Pat. When we vote, you take that ballot box, right? That's full of ballots, right? And it goes to a central location in that county. Uh -huh. Okay. Under lock and key. Uh -huh. Under seal. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. And then it goes to a that centralized location where, and, and hear me out on this, Pat. We have human beings. Hand counting with cameras affixed to it to avoid the situation. Why do I know this works? Look at what England does with its elections. This is the exact process that they do. They have a vote counter at a table. They have a representative, if needed or wanted, from every single party available to watch that person count the vote. You hold people accountable. Now, is human error a thing? Absolutely. But do I trust human error over computer glitches that magically give somebody an overnight advantage? Yes, I do. And here's why. Because you can't fudge ballot boxes that are sealed. I mean, you can, right? Sure. But it's much harder to be able to do that than it is to play with a computerized system shall we say you know every two votes for a <coughs> excuse me every two votes for a democrat they magically get like a quarter of a, of another vote and they just keep ticking it up right you can you can computerize that mm -hmm. and magically every five votes is a an extra vote for the democrat or the republican either way or the libertarian you could do it that way I just struggle with this concept that computers are going to solve the problem. They're, they're causing the problem. And if we just went back to basics, I think we would have a better opportunity to nullify some of these conspiracy theories out there. That's just me. 
I, I can't believe uh, what I'm hearing right now. I can't believe that you are sitting there actually suggesting that we, as people, stop relying on modern technology to count our votes and that we have to get off our lazy butts to to count those votes and make sure that we have an accurate and fair election. I can't, I can't believe that you would suggest that because – you can't rig an election that way, Coppins. You just, or at least, you're gonna make them work a lot harder to rig an election. Uh huh. Just, uh-huh. I can't believe you would go down that road. I mean, that is so inconvenient of you. Well, you know what's funny, Pat? Uh huh. Um, our society, uh, our society, our society, <laughs> okay, is made up of, and our government and our, um civic apparatus mm-hmm, mm-hmm. happens to only work if you are participatory. But no one wants to do we have We have the technology to take care of all of this for us. How's that working out? Not so good. Okay. Yeah. I like, did you see the, uh, the one lady who recorded? Now, this is illegal, by the way. You can't do this. Mm-hmm. At least for you can record this for yourself and then bring it to the attention of the proper authorities, but you cannot release it because it is illegal. Just like the people who idiotically, um, you know, make a uh, or sna- snap a picture of their um, their ballot when they fill it out, you can't do that. It is people illegal do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and guess what? They'll come after you. I know people who have gotten fined for that. Fined thousands of dollars, by the way, for that. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it for you? No. No. Um, but there was a lady who recorded um, her trying to trying to vote um, for Chitterelli. And it kept recording Murphy over and over and over again. And the worker's like, well, no, no, you, know, you, you can't hit here. You have to hit like in the middle not up top, not in the bottom, but it, right in the middle. So she hits the middle. It still votes for Murphy. So tell me again how technology can solve this problem. There's just some things that uh, doing some things the old-fashioned way is the best way to go. Yeah, absolutely. 100% correct. When it comes to that, now your best of the week. Well, I, I mean, I've got to go with the world of sports, you know, because cosmic justice was served earlier this week, and it was it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. The Atlanta Braves beating the Houston Astros in the World Series. The only thing that could have made it sweeter is if they actually won in Atlanta. True. That would have been the only thing. But but here's the thing. They played all three games in Atlanta, which brought Atlanta, what, probably lots more money than the All-Star game ever would have. Yeah. But um, there, there, there's a story here of um, the, the victorious Braves fans mercilessly boo MLB commissioner who took All-Star game out of Georgia after he starts speaking at World Series trophy presentation. And and he, got, he got booed, man. Oh, yeah. He, he got booed hard. Hardcore. And it was just, I mean, he deserves it. If anything, he absolutely deserved for what he did. Because we've talked about this before. New York, where MLB headquarters is, right, has more restrictive voting laws than Georgia. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, so does Colorado. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was amazing. And, and and here's here's the the thing that I think that that made it even more worth it to me. So last night I get a comment because I shared this story on my Facebook feed, and I get a comment on this. And the guy's just like the blaze. I seriously doubt it's true. Talk about a crap hole company run by a bloated drunk. And I'm sitting here like, do you live under a rock? Because this is what happened. And there's video 
proof of this happening. What does it matter what source is coming from at this point? It actually happened. It's a story. Yeah. And it's justice. And it's sweet, sweet, sweet justice. And with that, Pat, I think we have to move on here because we have the worst of the week to get to. And I think we know where we're going to go on this one. I think both of us are going to go here because it happened right, I mean, literally, what, an hour and a half maybe after we recorded the show yesterday. Um, I actually got it within uh, a notification within minutes after getting off the show yesterday. So Yeah, that's true. I think yeah. it was like 8.30 in mm-hmm. Central Time, so 7.30 your time. It was literally mm-hmm. like minutes after we recorded the show. Mm-hmm. OSHA's regulations have come down. Now, and, and why this is the worst of the week is not that this is an unexpected move, right? No, we know they've been trying to do this for a while. Now. Right. Why this is the worst of the week is <clears throat> because they don't get it. They don't get it. They don't get it. And who's they? The Democrat Party, Joe Biden, and the power apparatus in Washington, D.C. Don't forget the neocons that support this, too. Yeah, the Lincoln Projects, the Terra Setmers, the... You know, all these people who played conservative to get a job. Right. And really are not. Now, do I have a problem with somebody who is a swing voter? Absolutely not. No, I don't. Because at least you have sincerely held beliefs or or at least a sincere, I'm not sure which policy I like better or I can stomach some things from some people and I can't from others, right? Right. Yeah, that's, that's different. Mm-hmm. But but you played conservative. But <clears throat> so I'm going to start with this, okay? And this comes from Steve Dace this week. And I thought about this, <clears throat> how they don't get it. Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, Pat, won by what? Two percentage points? In Virginia? Yeah. I was going to say it's close. Okay, so he won the Hispanic vote in that state. By how much, Pat? I actually don't remember. 12 points. Ooh. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. He got 13% of the black vote, which is relatively high for, let's say it's three. I would say it's about three points up from what a typical Republican will get. Now, he also outperformed Trump with the rural voter, plus 12. He was plus nine from the Biden president presidential vote on women. And he won the suburban vote by plus, well, not won it, but was plus eight on the suburban vote. How does you, how do you win by only two points? I'm not saying he wins by eight or nine or 10 points here, but two percentage points with those swings. We're, we're talking about him widening the Trump base, right? We're talking about him adding to the Trump base, winning the second largest minority in the state, which is Hispanics, outpacing what Trump did with the black vote in the state. And he only wins by two. Okay. The math does not work when that happens. It doesn't work. For that to work, we wouldn't see the rural, the women, or the suburban vote that high of a change. Because McAuliffe and company won the women vote narrowly. They won the suburban vote narrowly. They won the black vote exponentially, and we had higher voter turnout, Pat, than we did. We had higher voter turnout in this election in Virginia than Virginians showed up to the last election for president. The the coalition math doesn't add up to a 2% win, but we do we have any proof of cheating? Not necessarily. 
but the math tells us that something isn't right there. But beyond that, Pat, when you get resoundly, when you get your ass handed to you like that, what do you think you would learn from something like that, Pat? Um, that uh, people don't like my narrative and they don't like the things that I stand for as a candidate. And that as a candidate, and also as a party, by the way, because this also impacts the party in Virginia, mm-hmm. as a state party, I'd be th- rethinking my platform and the things that I stand for and trying to understand like, hey, this is what voters want and what they don't want and work within those bounds. And this is why this is the worst of the week, because what happened yesterday, they shoved the OSHA regulations down our throats two days after the election. You don't think that they could have stopped those oh and by the way pat did you know that the testing uh the weekly testing and all those things conveniently doesn't start until the 4th of january yeah why 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 the 4th of january so i gotta be careful about how i couch who this source is um let's just say i have people that are close to a certain organization that once was much more involved in the GOP political world and is now much more involved in a different political world, okay? It might have something to do with commerce and chamber. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that little birdie told me that they have been lobbying alongside other big businesses to not have this take effect during the holiday season because it would affect the bottom line of big box retailers, of Amazon, of all of these companies, right? Why? I see. Because these implementation efforts mean that people would not show up to work. People would begin to protest, and they can't have that during the holiday season, right, Pat? So, oh, and by the way, employers cannot pay for your testing. So wait, as as the employee, we have to front the bill? Correct. And it's about an average of $150 a week, by the way. Oh, no, that, that is absolute bull crap. Mm-hmm. Bull crap. That's in the bill. Also, everybody mask up all the time. Hell no. You know who is exempt from this, though? They do carve out religious and medical exemptions. No, The other thing, and here's why I think this might not be the biggest deal in the world, because if I am a company with 100 or more employees and it isn't like a um, trade or you have to be in the office or you have to be at a machine, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's say it's not industrial or packaging or, you know, whatever, right? If you have employees who work from home, they're not subject to this law or this um, regulation. Why? Because they work from home. So here's what I'd be doing as a company. Everybody work from home. Everybody who can, you work from home. Why? Mm -hmm. I mitigate the amount of money that I have to spend on this crap, number one. Number two, I mitigate the amount of office space I now need. And number three, those people don't have to worry about testing. Those people don't have to worry about spending money out of their own pocket. I don't also then probably have to increase their pay, right, to cover Mm -hmm. that extra $150 every week. Yep. That's a lot of money, by the way. It is. So if you if you think about that, right? So that's three hundred. That's six hundred dollars extra per employee. By the way, the the problem the problem is still going to be is not everyone's going to be able to work from home. Right. And, oh, and I totally get that. But I'm saying, yeah. like, if you are a company, like for instance, my wife's company, she hasn't gone back into the office. I think she went in one time, and that was to get her stuff from the office. <laughs> That that was me. And um, she hasn't been back since. 
So my my thought process here is I don't know if this is going to affect employees or employers as much as OSHA and the Biden administration think. Number one, they're falsifying information. Number two, um, they've created so many carve outs that it's ridiculous. And number three, this has already been challenged by 27 states. So I saw on the news yesterday that Utah is going to be joining the fight uh, against the vaccine mandate, or at least is likely to, according to our our beloved spineless governor, um, which if he actually does this, he'll actually gain some respect um, from everyone in this state. But uh, we are actually going to be jo- hopefully joining the fight very soon mm-hmm. and doing that because this is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, my state's a hopeless cause. I mean, we're not joining this. Yeah. Never, ever. But it's like 27 states. Yeah. Speaking um, of that, and- by the way, though, Pat, may I make a recommendation to people <clears throat> right now? Mm-hmm. If you're like me, one of the places that I am trying to convince my wife to look at moving to is the state of Iowa. Why? Because they have a governor who has some cojones. <clears throat> They're also in on this. They're also going after this vaccine mandate. But Governor Kim Reynolds of Iowa also <clears throat> was the first, and as far as I know, the only governor as of early yesterday, to sign the Education Freedom Pledge, which is, I pledge to support policies that promote parental rights in education and educational freedom. This includes the right of parents to voice their opinions at school board meetings and to take their children's taxpayer-funded education dollars to the education providers of their choosing, whether it be a public, private, charter, or home school. Just think about that. I mean, my wife my wife was also telling me yesterday that this mandate would apply to her school district because it's over 100 employees. It's also a, a, a public institution. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and it's just the insanity behind this, because basically what 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 this administration is doing, it's not just forcing people to get a shot and choose between their job. It's also getting a shot and choosing between your potential health risks. You, you're asking me to put my health on the line for somebody else. Right. And and the reason why this is <clears throat> something that we're, we're going to see adjudicated really quick is because this is not something that you can undo if you. If you don't stay this, right, if you don't have a temporary injunction on a national level, okay, mm. this is an undoable thing. This isn't something in which you can get your money back or you can get your job back or whatever have you, right? Right. You can't undo getting this vaccination. I mean, this has to end up, I mean, with the states doing this has to end up in court. This has to be, I mean, I can see this going to the Supreme Court at some point. It has to. Oh, it's going to go fast. I, I mean, I'm telling mm. you, this is, so these things were filed yesterday. It's very mm. likely that either today or Monday, we will have a decision somewhere and a universal injunction will apply because they've been filed in what? One, two, three, four, like seven or eight different ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I just, there's just no way. There's no way that this can uphold at the end of the day. It can't. And, and if it, here's the thing, if it does, and we make it to January 4th, which is a completely, totally arbitrary date anyway. And and um, here's the other part though, Pat, it's not January 4th. See, that's the thing that a lot of people are focusing in on. That is when the testing portion, the final portion of this, ETS, this emergency, what is it called? Emergency um, temporary standard, right? Mm-hmm. That's the second part. The first part of it is the vaccination part. The employers have 30 days to implement this. So come the beginning of December, you either get this vaccination or else. So this is going to fly through the courts. It has to. Because, again, this is the thing to watch, okay, people? Mm. This has to fly through the court because you are dealing with an irreversible medical decision. We're not dealing with something that can be undone 
or be made whole from, right? So let's say right. you're arguing over how you lost your job, right? Could they could the remedy of the legal battle be that you are reinstated into your job? Yes. Could it be that you are monetarily compensated for that loss of job or illegal loss of job? Yes. yes. Can you be monetarily compensated for losing or for getting a, a jab that you didn't want? I no. guess you could. You could I mean, be medically. Could, but but what, what would it do? It doesn't reverse the damage, right? And we're not talking right. about medical damage here. We are talking about legal damages, right? So in, in the case of losing your job, a remedy in losing your job is that you are made whole for the pay that you should have gotten, right? From that right. job. Mm -hmm. And then some. You are made whole plus the punitive side. That is a legal remedy. What is the legal remedy to getting the jab? There is none. There is one. Yeah. Doesn't matter how much they compensate you for. So in the next 30 days, this has to be adjudicated. It, it does. Because here's here's the, I mean, kind of like what we're saying now. If they're going to force this down our throats, if that's what they're going to do, there must be a legal remedy for this. Because let's say that I, okay, I, I complied and I had adverse effects to the, vac the vaccine. Who is responsible for that? If if we're going to go down this road, and I've said this on my own show, if you're going to go down this road and you're going to mandate this stuff and you're going to make people get it, I should have the right at that point, if I have even remotely an adverse effect to this vaccine, I should have the right, and so should everyone else, to sue them for all they are worth and run their sorry asses through the courts and to basically say you have no power over me ever again. So there, here's there the problem with that, that though, Pat, who are you going to sue? The government. I, I mean, that's the thing is like, like you're, you're right. You're right. Because you're going to do because the, the, the vaccine um, manufacturers have total and complete immunity, which is bull crap. Absolute we should never have given him that ever. No. But yeah, so the the point of all of this being that why this is the worst of the week for me is not that this is going through, okay? None of this is the worst of the week. The worst of the week is that you didn't the, instead of listening to what the voters were telling you vis-a-vis -vis that election in New Jersey, vis-a-vis -vis that ass whooping that you got in Virginia, right? where it still looks like the House of Delegates is going to be GOP. We're, we're, there's a couple of races that are still mm, we're not totally sure on yet, but it looks likely to at least be 50-50, if not GOP plus one or two, okay? But, so they, they got that. They have the lieutenant governor, who is fantastic, by the way. If, if you had ever, ever need to pick me up this weekend, just go search out her speech, uh, her victory speech. That was fantastic, Pat. This is the star that is shooting up the GOP ranks right now. She should be. Much like the uh, lieutenant governor, by the way, in the state of North Carolina. He should be shooting up the rankings. Because, because they don't fill boxes, but they are just passionate, regular, everyday people. And we need more of that in politics instead of less of that. Um, but so they win the lieutenant governor. They win the attorney general. They've got the House of Delegates and the governor there. It is a clean freaking sweep in the quote unquote blue purple state of Virginia. Instead of learning from that, what are they now doing? They are rushing to jam down all of the policies that were repudiated in that election. On a national scale, by the way, now we got mm. Nancy Pelosi trying for the what fortieth time to jam down infrastructure in the spending bill. Again, the shiny thing being the election. Pay attention to what they're doing in result of that election. They know damn well they're screwed next year, so they're about to jam all the the bad things that you could possibly think down your throat if you don't pay attention. 
And this is what I was talking about earlier in the show. You have to be an active participant. You cannot sit on the sidelines anymore. You can't. The days of I'll vote every election for the GOP and, and then I'll never pay attention to it again. And I don't need to participate. I don't need to go to that school board meeting. I voted for the right people that will take care of it. No, you need to hold those people accountable too. Because what are the what is the number one rule of Machiavelli, Pat? Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Power corrupts. You must hold them to account. You have to be an active participant going forward. Now, having said that, Pat, people, you can find us on podcast. You can find us on Rumble, rumble.com backslash critical thinking at noon Eastern time every single Monday through Friday. You can also listen on Mojo 5 Radio every Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern time. So you can pick your poison. Uh, we're giving you a much broader swath of your ability to consume this program as you see fit in your life. Now, beyond that, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Parlor, um, wherever. I am at The Coppin Show. He is at The Pat Oni Show. By the way, Pat, what is coming up on the POS this weekend? I'm actually going to be talking about some of the election results in Virginia as well. Um, and I've got some stuff from um, – there's a story that I'm going to be getting into about a teacher that he refused to get vaccinated, lost his job, and what he did to prepare. Um, you know, I've got some stuff about the courts. I've got a lot of politicky stuff this weekend. Do not forget to tune into the Pat Oni Show on Mojo Five O Radio. That is at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, that's 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday on Mojo Five O Radio or wherever podcasts can be found for you. Download, subscribe, rate, review. Do all of those things for this show and Pat's weekend effort as well. Um, one thing that will be coming down the pipeline in 2022, by the way, Pat, Um is going to be exclusive to locals and podcast um, subscribers, people who actually subscribe for the extras, um, will be the return of By the Numbers. I'm going to do uh, a segment that will last about five minutes at most, um, every single Monday through Friday, potentially. I might do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We'll see. Um, it just kind of depends on the time um, that some of the stuff will take. But I, I feel like we need to get back to the roots of what brought me to Mojo Five O Radio. So we're going to do that coming in 2022. Um, so, yeah, look for that. Um, my hope in that is that we educate, that we you know, get back to the roots of understanding numbers and, and what they mean. Uh, with that having been said, it is time for us to play the B or not the B one last time this week. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, hit me with that headline because just like Joe Biden's um, administrative staff, I am ready to hit the panic button. Uh, I'm glad you said that because this headline will be very fitting. Oh, crap. Oh, that's very fitting. Mm -hmm. Snopes rates claims that Biden pooped his pants as mostly false since it was more of a wet fart. Snopes rates claim that Biden pooped his pants as mostly false since it was more of a wet fart. And while you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks, if you haven't gone to prepare with Mojo 5.0 yet, you need to. Of all the crap that is happening this week, just this week, then my point is make sure that you get, get prepared and that you get prepared today. It is very, very important that you start with your food storage because that's what you're going to need first and foremost. So go to preparewithmojo50.com. That is preparewithmojo50.com. Uh, do you need the headline again? Yeah, one more time. I'm still. Uh, Snopes rates claim that Biden pooped his pants as mostly false since it was more of a wet fart. Is this the B or not the B? Oh, man. Snopes is insane. 
the Babylon Bee is fantastic, which, by the way, can I recommend something real quick? Sure. Get their brand new book. Do you know that? Oh, book? they have a book out? Yeah, it's Babylon Bee's Complete Guide to Wokeness. <laughs> and it is fantastic. Oh, my God. But I'm going to go with this being not the bee. Are you sure? Because here's the deal. Snopes would take this stuff that seriously. Are you okay? So I'm going to go with not the bee. Your final answer. Final answer. Dude, are you getting back into the yips again? Because this is totally the Babylon bee. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, huh? Look it up. It is the Babylon Bee. I can't believe I thought I was giving you a softball. You know that Snopes would totally dissect the diarrhea of shits and giggles. Well, I mean, well, yeah, but come on. I mean, yes, they would do that. You're, you're right, but I don't know how that would be, ever become a story, a, a real story. I'm, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm disappointed because you you went like what one for two this week. It's one for three, Bad, if we're getting technical. Oh yeah, one for three. Yeah, you're right. You're you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Do you even fact hashtag? You're right. You're right. Now, Pat, by the way, um, this this wonderful book, The Complete Guide to Wokeness. Mm-hmm. It includes things like how we know Jesus was woke. How to be a feminist. <laughs> and it's a picture of Admiral Akbar, and then the <laughs> stick figures of a man and a woman getting uh getting married. And Akbar uh-huh. is just saying, it's a trap. Um, how we know Jesus was woke. He punched a Nazi. According to the Gospel of Marks, records, uh, the Gospel of Marks records this beautiful story of the Lord punching Nazis and then telling them to turn the other cheek for more beating. <laughs> how about forcing people to believe the same thing as you? Problem, this person will not conform to your beliefs. Solution, throw a brick at their head. Outcome, they now will conform to your beliefs. <laughs> oh man i am so buying this book by the way oh man this it, we may have to cover this book for like our year end review type stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're correct and, and um we are also working on how we're going to handle the holidays by the way pat uh, right behind the scenes here and, and we're thinking about maybe some thematic shows instead of best ofs um i don't know we're it'll be interesting to see what we end up coming up with yeah yeah but uh but yeah um speaking of which let us know your favorite moments from the show for this year over the next uh four to six weeks here and and we might put together a couple of best ofs for you if we have the ability to do so so let us know again at the Coppin Show, at the Pat Oni Show. Hit us in the DMs or wherever you feel comfortable. I'm just gonna leave that oh. wide open. Now, having said that, Pat, um, I believe it is time. Yes, that's right. It is time to crown this week's Richard of the Weeks. Of the weeks, Richard of the week, hit us up with the nominees, the four nominees this week, Pat. Well, we first have Joseph Marionette Biden, for was uh, known as the shits of the shits and giggles combination. Yes, yes, yes. That, that is that is true, um, and this is for specifically uh, giving people money at the border. And we, we actually did some intrepid math on this. Well, you know, it's not just for that, Pat. Uh-huh. Um, it's for this. 
The president is perfectly comfortable with the Department of Justice settling with the individuals and families who are currently in litigation with the U.S. government. You know, DOJ can obviously speak more to that process. The president was what he was reacting to uh, was the dollar figure that was mentioned that you mentioned to him yesterday. Uh, as press accounts to date indicate, there's been press accounts on this. DOJ made clear to the plaintiffs that the reported figures are higher than anywhere that a settlement can land. Again, this is a this is something that the Department of Justice can can speak to. I I do not have anything more to add what, to this. What? Yes, she she doesn't have anything more to add to this because she doesn't want to answer any questions. But this is they were they they were against it. And now they're fine with it, which we, we all know that they were always fine with this. But uh, I mean, for a family of four, I mean, you're looking at well over a million dollars. Yeah, if you do some math on this. And it's because it's, because here's the deal, right? The reported amount was four hundred fifty thousand. The newer report is four hundred and twenty nine thousand. Yeah, and they're they're yapping about thirty thousand dollars. That, that that's what that, that's what they're fighting over right now is thirty thousand dollars. Now, mind you, over people who push their children over the border with coyotes and God knows who else, right? Right. We're going to settle with people who came here illegally because of a separation policy. Mm -hmm. That was meant to do what, Pat? Intentionally separate so that we know whether or not the children are really with their families or not. Right. And I don't give a rat's rear end if it was inconvenient for you. You inconvenienced us by deciding you are going to cross the border without going through the legal process. Now, again, Pat, how many times do we have to go through this? How many times? I I don't know. I don't I don't know. But I what I do know is that this highly agree was... with streamlining the legal process to get here. Mhm. Got no problem with that. But we all know this is what the Biden administration wanted all along. Correct. Yeah, we still have all their nominees to get to, by the way. We do. We do. Uh, our next nominee is uh, Juwan Williams. That's one. Claims defending parents' rights is racist dog whistle. Code for white race politics. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's very, okay. very Richard-like of him. We also have Nancy Pelosi. For oh, dear as you mentioned earlier, shoving all those infrastructure bills down our throats. Yeah, the infrastructure bill, the new spending bill, all yep. of that magically is going to now go through a voting process, like just days after the repudiation of everything that you stand for. It's one thing if you lose again one of those positions, right, in Virginia, right. but to get your ass handed to you so bad that you lose all of them, this is a repudiation of every single thing that you've done on a local and national level. Exactly. So so run it through. And then our final nominee for the week is going to be Ted Williams. Ted Williams? Ted Wheeler. Ted Wheeler. What did Ted Williams ever do to you? Uh, Ted Williams didn't do anything to me. I, I'm like, wait, uh, that's not right. It's Ted Wheeler. You know, the uh, Portland mayor. Oh, what did he do now? He wants more money. For what? Police. Wait, what? Police. Cops. The popo. Didn't he just spend the last year telling us um, defund the police and um, supporting um, police reform? Uh, yeah, yeah. He that, that's the same guy. Yeah. Uh -huh. Is he or is he not up for re-election next year? Oh, uh, he's up for re-election next year. So what you're telling me is um, a rise in violent crime and murder and rape and um, all of the accoutrement, if you will, of uh, violent crime is uh, bad for re-election? Yeah, yeah. It's hmm. actually going to be kind of horrible and 
I, I think he'll be lucky to to even compete in the Sultan election with the way things are going there. Interesting. All right, Pat. Mm-hmm. So who wins Richard of the Week? Uh, our winner is going to be Juwan Williams. Now, yes. for me, the reason he wins is not just so much what he said, because I I saw this live on air, by the way. Uh-huh. Um, I was tuning in to Fox because I, I can't. Where else are you going to get the, the results? I'm not tuning in to Newsmax or OAN. I mean, just no. Just right. that's a hard no for me. I also don't really care for Fox News all that much. And I sure as hell am not tuning into CNN or MSNBC because my heart and blood pressure don't appreciate tuning in to them. Now, Juan Williams goes on air and repeats the leftist lie that CRT is not being taught in our schools, which, by the way, did you see that video from the Indiana teacher? No. So there's a video of the Indiana teacher who basically repudiates it, but the video is titled, We Don't Teach CRT in Our Schools. And it's, we don't teach critical race theory, but by the way, the first book that you have to read is Critical Race Theory. (laughs) And like all this other stuff, right? And it's like, no, we don't teach critical race theory. We just teach the first three chapters of critical race theory to kindergartners, right? So they're teaching critical race theory. Right, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And it's meant to be a very good satire. I just didn't have time to pull it up here. And uh, you can check my Twitter feed. I, I think I retweeted it um, yesterday. But it's freaking fantastic. Um, that said, you know this, this is a complete lie when the old and haggard Juan Williams can get on television and repeat it. You know that this is a coordinated effort when Juan Williams sounds just like Van Jones, who sounds just like Joy Reid, who sounds like every other guest on MSNBC and every other guest on CNN. You know it's a coordinated lie because they repeat the exact same lines. CRT doesn't exist. It's a racist dog whistle. It's all about white people being uncomfortable talking about race. Had nothing to do with it. No, it has everything to do with the fact that I don't want my child, if I had ch- children, I don't want my child being taught that either they're above or below somebody based off of the skin color, based off of their um, ability to take in or not take in melanin, right? Mm-hmm. If you believe that, you can go to hell. And like I said yesterday, I am perfectly okay with losing friends, with not talking to family, with all of those things. If you believe in that demonic idea, if you believe that, go to hell. Freedom is worth losing friends over. It is. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. Let's go, Brandon. Go, Buckeyes, you right-wing imbecile. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. Have a great weekend. And as always, Matthew, 547.